0: Excellent, all typed out and ready to go, whereas I have seven pages. This was a, <laughs> a monster game for notes, so we're going to have to rein me in, I think. You ready? Yeah, well, let's Hello, and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. I'm Darren. Today, we are going to discuss a game called Fran Bow. Fran Bow. is a point-and-click game from dev and publisher Kill Monday Games. A.B., I'm not sure what the A.B. stands for. Overwhelmingly positive, both recent and overall. And overall, it's close to 10,000. Wow, 9,700. Yeah. It's about 12 hours long. Clock 10, about the same for my playthrough, too. And only 15 to $16 at base. So even at base, it's pretty close to what we kind of say our dollar an hour. And this one is worth it, though you can get it on sale. Which I think I did. I know I did. <laughs> it does come from. 2015. I think there are some limitations to the animation and some other things but I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that this was a super tiny crew. As you can see when you look through the (laughs) The credits. (laughs)
1: It's just like I did this and I did this and I did this as well. Did I mention I was also this guy?
0: (laughs) That's totally fine. I think this is the type of thing we look for in an indie game. Yeah, And it works and I think that it continues the idea that Point and clicks are not necessarily dead if you can make a good one. Yep, yep. I don't know that there's much that I want to say as far as going into it. It's point and click. It has a cute story, but also very dark. Yeah. The dark stuff might get a bit dark for some people.
1: Yeah, it does concern suicide, murder, homicide, dark kind of magic (laughs) I <laughs> like how you
0: separate homicide and murder.
1: Mm, yeah, why did I do that? More, I don't Probably because I got four hours of sleep last night. There's going to be a lot of that today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there is a fair amount of death in the game. I think it's more stuff that happens around it, but you do get some dark images. I think if you look at the images on the Steam page, and if that's not too much for you, then you're good to go. Yeah, I think the Steam page is pretty
1: honest with what you're getting into.
0: Yep. So I think kind of with that, we're just ready to jump into this one. If you like point-and-click games, this is for you. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It's going to have a bit of point-and-click adventure game logic. It's going to have some things that you're going to find frustrating just with the genre itself. But if you have played point-and-clicks, if you like them, this is a good one, and I highly recommend it. Yep, me too. For sure. So with that, let's go ahead and get into really talking about the game. Here's your spoiler warning. When you get into the menu screen, the yellow eyes in the picture behind you are going to follow the cursor around, which is a nice little touch. I really enjoy stuff like that. Menu screens that do something. Yep. Yep. There's a long opening cutscene. There are two types of cutscenes in this game. One that uses the in-game assets to animate slightly and another where it's the sort of between chapters and between big scenes where it's a black Background with white silhouettes and maybe red sometimes for the blood. (laughs) Yeah. I do like that, and I like the way that it sort of breaks up the storytelling. Fran is going to get a cat who she is going to name Mr. Midnight. Yeah, Mr. Midnight, complete with butt licking animation as well. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) Aunt Grace comes over to watch Fran. I think the parents are going to go out. A demon appears at the window. Fran heads to her parents' room. When she hears screaming, she sees a bloody knife and chopped up bodies. She has bloody tears and it's a bloody house. She runs off to the woods and is found by a couple after she passes out. And then she is told to come out of the trance. So this is meant to be a memory. Yeah. We are now in the full color world. The therapist asks, how do you feel? She says, I'm fine, I guess. Or I feel like dying. So, we have choices. My question to you, do choices matter? I don't think so. I think it's just... There were some obvious ones where it didn't.
1: Yeah. Where I don't think pretty it pretty much affects, the same thing. I don't think but... it affects the outcome of the game, but it definitely affects what you say and how the characters will react to you. So, I think, if anything, it's just maybe you could play it again and take some different choices and get some different
0: dialogues. I'm wondering if it would.
1: I don't think I really would want to. I wouldn't. It wouldn't bother me. Because I, I would have already forgotten what the response was the first time around anyway. And I'd probably do the same thing that I always do with these dialogue trees is I go back and I take all the same dialogue options again anyway. That kind of stuff isn't really for me.
0: I chose I Feel Like Dying as a let's do this dark. But then it doesn't really take me down a dark path where I no. have only dark choices. So I'm not sure if it really matters and I'm not sure that I really need it, but I do think that perhaps you need it to make it feel like you're playing the game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: By giving you a choice, you're paying more attention. If there is no choice. That's just a visual novel that you're clicking through then. Yeah. And also, you're going to click through faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe a bit too fast. There are a couple of times in here where I clicked to get the full text to appear, but I did it a bit too fast and Whoops, <laughs> that cut through. off something. Yeah. yeah. Which usually wasn't a problem, but there were a couple more of like the the in-game cutscenes where that was a bit of an issue. But that's just me. Yeah, no, being I, I, impatient. I like,
1: that. I like that option, and sometimes the options are funny, and you can get some humor out of the game as well. Some kind of dark humor. It's all good. Yeah, it's good fun.
0: One thing I really like about the dialogue choice, though, is that you can get into a dialogue if you've already heard it before. And they're saying exactly the same thing. You can go, oh, no, I can get out of this right away. Because a lot of times they gave you the B choice of, okay, see you later. So you could just get right out of it. You didn't have to go through the whole thing every time. And I think that that more than anything is why the A, B thing does work for me. Because there are a lot of times where I wasn't sure if anything had changed. So I went to talk to different characters and realized their first line was the same, so probably their whole conversation was the same. Oh, well, B, I'm out of it right now. Yeah. I like that. I would have liked it to be, I guess it is point and click, so everything should be done with the mouse. But when it came to dialogue choices, I almost wanted to hit A or B or left or right or... Oh, is
1: something. it not that? I thought that was just something left over from a controller port where they'd left in the A, B buttons or something. Like that. It's not. I didn't use the controller. I don't think the controller works. Ah, okay, okay. Oh, I confused then why they bothered labeling them. They're in their own speech bubbles anyway, and you have to click on them
0: to make them say them. So, yeah, why... And they're separated by usually an image of Fran in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, odd. We are going to get to a point in this conversation where Aunt Grace has left something for Fran. It's her mother's purse. It's uh, the tutorial. Yeah. <laughs> she left us the tutorial. Thanks. Thanks, Aunt Grace. We have controls of use, combine, and examine when we're looking inside of the burst. We must take the duotine, this new pill, this red pill. Mm -hmm. Fran now sees the room as bloody, heads are falling. It's raining heads and guts, yep. And the doctor wants her to return to her room. We get the dark world animation again, and a deer-headed demon says... Though it might be a goat-headed demon. Anyway, it's got antlers. Yes. Antlers or horns. Some kind
1: of animal. I'll go go with goat. Let's go with traditional.
0: Okay. So the goat-headed demon says, if Fran leaves the medical center, he will bring her back to insanity. Yep. And her cat says, hey, find me. (laughs) Which is going to be quite a lot of the game searching for Mr. Midnight. Yes, the hero of our game. Chapter one, my sober day. You get out of bed. There's a music box toy, clown painting, locked drawer. This is the type of point and click where you're definitely going screen to screen. Mm -hmm. On the left and right side, there are going to be eyeballs that will tell you you can go left or right. If you go to the left side, there's a nurse. To the right side, there's another boy sitting on the bed. When you take the pills they give you a whole different viewpoint on the world. You start to see things as they are. Or I guess what we're led to believe from the game is that there are multiple realities overlapping Mm -hmm. and interacting and that that's what we see. So we're seeing reality as well as a different reality overlapping.
1: And there's the ultra reality as well, yeah. But I gotta say, honestly, when I first played this game, I was not a fan of this section. This was the part of the game that made me put it down and forget about it because I bought it, I played this section, and I stopped, and I never picked it up again because I started playing something else.
0: Was this just this opening section or the whole hospital section?
1: I didn't get out of the hospital. I gave up. It wasn't until my daughter got old enough and dark enough (laughs) to want to give this game a shot because probably she saw some clips on YouTube. I think she actually wanted to play Little Misfortune which was just done by the same developers, and I think she played that one first, and then we went back. she's like, "Oh, they made Frambo as well, and I was, like, oh yeah, I've got that and so when we when we came back to this, I just opened a walkthrough for this hospital basically once I got around my head of how the logic worked, the way that the inventory puzzles worked, everything became fairly straightforward after that, and I knew that things were still logical, but the the inventory puzzles sometimes have a bit of a twist on them, which I appreciate uh, more having finished it. So yeah, so it was my daughter really that got me back
0: into playing this. It's interesting that this is where you use the walkthrough. I didn't need a walkthrough until much later in the game, but I will say that I did spend a fair amount of time feeling frustrated and confused Mm -hmm. in here and not sure what I was supposed to be doing.
1: Right, because I was using the pills in every single room, which is fun as well because you get
0: to see that second layer of reality. And I think you very quickly start to see the shadows hugging the Mm. characters and you can hear their thoughts and know that they're sort of pushing those thoughts into the people in our reality. I like that a lot. I like that aspect a lot. And I think that it worked very well the way it was done here.
1: Mm -hmm. But honestly, after I I used the hospital, uh, the walkthrough just to get through the hospital or a part of the hospital that I couldn't crack the first time around, everything else kind of fell into place. It was just like, Darren, just pay attention. Just listen to what they're saying, read the dialogue in the purse so that you know what the items are for, because there's tons of hints. It's not a difficult game. I just maybe got sidetracked with something else and just lost patience with it.
0: Like I said, there were a couple times that I did use a walkthrough. If I think of them when I come to them, yeah, I'll let yeah, you know. Yeah. But mine were much later and I think they were just ways of thinking I wasn't mm-hmm. ready for at that moment. Yep. Yeah. In this one you have to do some things like you have to knock down the curtain so you can get the hook you have yeah. to get the crayon from the girl give her the plaster and get the crayon off of her which you're going to get that crayon for the rest of the game <laughs> there comes, in, few... comes
1: in handy Not as handy as the knife though
0: <laughs> which we use a lot <laughs> Very true And I don't mind that I like I like that too <laughs> having stuff that is Always in the inventory or has many uses. Yeah, and they have a clever way of getting rid of items that you don't need
1: anymore as well in the game, which I always appreciate in Point and Clicks.
0: With my playthrough, I typically would go through an area first, no pills, and then go through again with pills to see what had changed. Uh, Okay.
1: As soon as I found a new room, I was like immediately, right, pills. Which is really funny because you can take the pills and you can go into this weird land, but you can stop (laughs) and you can just sober up immediately. Well,
0: you take another pill, right?
1: You press a button to stop that hallucination.
0: Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that button. I just hit the pill again, and then it would go away.
1: But, I mean, if you take a bit of medicine, you don't really have control of when the effects end, but in the game, you do.
0: Yes, that doesn't fit, but this is magical medicine. Yes, it is. I'll it, give them yeah, this yeah. one, because I would not want to have to wait. A cool down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or... Oh, let me get to that next screen. Oh, the pill wore off. I've got to take another one. <laughs> You've got in here, like you said, the girl with the plaster that we have to put on. You've got the... The boy with the television? Yes. I suspect that you would like him. I like the television puzzle. I didn't realize for a long time that I could actually adjust the channel uh, directly. I thought I had to get into the office to get the remote control. Okay. <laughs> I also wasn't really paying attention to when this game took place because I'm pretty sure it's... It's like in
1: the 50s or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, it's like
0: 1944, I think. So probably didn't have a remote, but I'm... There's a dial on the screen as well. I'm way into my own head on that one. He's putting up the pieces of paper. This doesn't match. This doesn't match. And I think he just wants the static or Mm, something. Right. right. (laughs) Where there's also... I think in the other world one, it's an ant, which will lead into what we see later. Yeah. The girl in that room, though, is just gone. Yeah. There's nothing to do for her. There's the guard protecting the key. A little bit creepy. Yeah. Oh, I'll give you the key if you give me a kiss. Did you give him a kiss? No, did you? No. (laughs) (laughs) But I do wonder if it would. Make the game easier. I'm assuming not. I'm assuming he would get the kiss and go, you're still not getting the key. That's my assumption. Because otherwise, there's a whole lot of the game that you wouldn't need to do. I do know with him, though, there's
1: two solutions to the problem. And in the game, there's two solutions to a lot of these problems. Are there? Yeah. I mean, there are only slight deviations. How did you get rid of him? Did you spill the coffee on him or
0: did you drug him? Spilled the coffee, which is something I do want to talk about, because there were times where the nurse who came in and said, oh, I don't want to give him coffee. Well, I don't want to give him coffee either. Mm-hmm. Like that animation didn't come in until I'd been wandering around for quite a while. And I hadn't done anything new at that point. Okay. So it does seem to me that perhaps some things happen just after a certain amount of time. Some cutscenes scenes might happen And that for me is a little weird. Mm -hmm. It feels like that should have happened the very first time I walked into that room so that I would have an idea of what was going on rather than just, oh, maybe you need this to happen now. Because I was wandering for a long time and felt I'd done everything. And then all of a sudden- I felt like I had
1: too, to be honest. Maybe it's something just as simple as
0: you have to explore
1: absolutely everything. Maybe even looking out the window into the playground in the darkness is something like, okay, you've seen everything that you can. Now it triggers the dialogue. If there is a
0: trigger, I didn't see it for this part. And
1: I certainly didn't notice it.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. I don't think it happens as much later in the game. But think, the hospital area is where I noticed it. And I noticed it a couple times. We've got the kid who thinks he's King Arthur or something. He's got his sword, which is a cane. We're going to need that if we want to get the key. Because right. we need to get the hook from the original curtain, I think. That and... Is it tape? To tape it to the end of the stick? I think it was something pink we got like a ribbon there's a ribbon that's right you're right it's a ribbon there's the kid in that room where the nurse came in with the coffee he's like please kill me which is a bit dark and i avoided that until i didn't know what else to do and i said okay kid and fran just goes bang like with her finger and he's like thanks now i don't have to talk anymore it's like really sad but not as bad as i thought it would be because i thought in this game where we already had heads raining down from the (laughs) ceiling And when you take the pills in the guard room, it's a disemboweled pig. Right. So I didn't know what would happen. I was relieved that that's all it was. The goal is to get out of the yellow door. So all your puzzles here are to get the different pieces, which for me is great. I love the point and click logic. Everything has a purpose. Let's do it. The mirror told you he likes drawings you can get the blank piece of paper and the crayon, draw the horse and castle that King Arthur or whoever he was pretending to be, you can just give him that picture and that's all he wants and you can get what you need. Yeah, because
1: I was clicking on that rocking horse for the longest time going, pick up, pick it up, pick it up. That's what he wants. But the game's like, doesn't matter how many times you click on this, Darren.
0: It's not going in your inventory. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting game. Wait for that yeah. ARG to come about. <laughs> yeah. It's all leading up to essentially getting this key so that you can get into the office. Once you're in the office, Phil, the kid from the first room, he's going to lock you in. I'm not sure why.
1: No, me neither.
0: But he does. And the only way out is through the ventilation. Mm -hmm. And that's going to drop you into the basement where you're going to see there are yellow duotine pills, which do not look like yours, Mm -hmm. an indicator that you're getting something that is not official. There's a bunch of other stuff in this room that is really not useful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But you're basically going to I don't do you remember how you open the door? Because the door is locked.
1: The door's locked. Uh, isn't that where the key opens? Does it, does it open this door? And then you get into the receptionist area.
0: But where did we get that key? Because this is not the same key as the one that got us into the office. Was there
1: another key in the office?
0: Uh, I can't remember.
1: But I think the part before that, though, is interesting. It's where you're going, where you, you get through the the wards and you get to look through all the windows at all the other patients
0: as well. That's actually just after that. It was after
1: this. Yeah,
0: so after you get out of the basement, after you open that door... That's where you get to look at the basically lobotomized patients. Yeah. You also can see into that room. There's a gated door that you can't get into yet. You're going to leave that area. There is the nurse at reception. Mm-hmm. You need to switch over to the alternate reality so that you can walk past her.
1: Mm-hmm. And oh. place the key there. Yeah,
0: because that's the key, I think, from the guards. Mm-hmm. The, the, the guard was watching, right? Yeah. And so now once she's out of the way... Now we can go and try to undo the security system, which I had a bit of trouble. I sent you a message about this one. I don't get it. What am I missing? Where is it? I'm assuming it has to do with the dates on the calendar, but I don't get it. It was a weird way of just adding the numbers up. Right. Because on the piece of paper where we get that, it's scribbled out. So we don't just get the numbers. We get months and days. What is scribbled out looked like. Uh, 37, I think. There was something weird about it. And so I was trying to m- figure out how that would work. I was just overcooking it. I just need to add, I think, the month and day together. That's it. Done. 37 would have been way the wrong answer. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. But that's going to basically get us outside. Yep.
1: Yep. We step outside the door and the guard is the first guy to get it. He's saying we're, we're in big trouble. And then his head just Pops off.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's the demon's name? Is it R- Ramon? Remore, I think. Remore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Byer's Ramor. <laughs> yeah, so then he pops out and he's like, oh no, it can't be you or something like that. And then this little mechanical kitten on a unicycle pops out. Like, okay. But I, th- I have a personal theory that Remore is actually the hero
0: of this game. Okay. <laughs> so we'll get to that at the end. <laughs> we'll get to that at the end. You heard it here first, listeners. Get ready for the excitement at the end. We have to do a garden maze. Actually, you don't have to, because I think you can skip it. Oh, really? In the upper right corner of the screen, there's a fast-forward symbol. Hmm. So I think some of these mini-games that happen between sections, you could actually skip. Okay. You get an achievement for actually making it through. Doing
1: it, right. There's a weird choice of art and everything for this as well. And, and the side-scroller later on, when you've got to do the jumping... Doesn't look anything like the, the character. It's like a two D paper like book almost. It was it was fine. It was a bit clunky to control and get her into the places where she needed to be.
0: All of these sort of mini games, the controls are a bit weird. Yeah. Also, you can follow Mister Midnight, but he's going to go right past the shadows that you can't go past. You so lose him pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. It's really better to sort of find shortcuts in your own way. But you have to follow him around to know where he's going. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like you you couldn't do it the first time. Once you know how to get through the maze, then you're fine. Which is true of any maze, I suppose. But mm-hmm. in this case, it's not because you'd run into a dead end. It's because you'd run into enemies. Yeah. It's okay. It's a break from the point and click. I'm not sure it's necessary, but it was interesting. Mm-hmm. So you say this is the same company that does... Little Misfortune. Little Misfortune. Little Misfortune. Do they do this kind of thing in Little Misfortune? Like the little minigame things? Not that I noticed. Really similar art
1: style for the the regular game, like the point and click aspect. Little Misfortune is more colourful and rounded and it's more detail put into it kind of thing. It's more cartoonish. But I didn't notice any weird
0: minigames in there. Well, this is going to lead us to Chapter 2, Part 1, Curiosity Symptoms. We exit the tunnel... There's sort of a... It's not really like a sewer tunnel, but... It's, it's a, just,
1: a, like a drainage pipe or something is like isn't it? It's
0: something like that. You walk out, there's a pile of junk you can mess around with. I don't play piano. Mm. Oh, this mattress would do in a pinch. Those kinds of things. Yeah. Then you can walk to the <laughs> next screen, where I think is the next screen where there's the giant ant. Mm-hmm. And the beetle pig. The beetle pig, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's great. We're in this kind of game... However, it does feel weird to see those things, and that's not a pill time.
1: Yes, this is the real quote-unquote world.
0: He apparently, by the way, used to be a fantastic jazz musician. Yes. (laughs) As we find out later. The ant wants us to kill the pig because he's hungry. Well, the beetle pig. Mm Mm-hmm. But, of course, even though we have an axe, after going to the next screen, the beetle pig doesn't want to die, so he keeps moving around. Yeah,
1: he runs away. Oh, that's right, because we're trying to come open because the ant tells us, we're looking for Mr. Midnight, and he's like, oh, I think my beetle pig ate him. Oh, yeah, you can kill him. Go for it. I'm hungry anyway, so.
0: <laughs> we have to go back to ant's house, which in the pill world is just an ant hill. Mm-hmm. We need to go inside To get the berries that are protected by the pine cones. (laughs) (laughs) This is a weird timed puzzle that took
1: me far too long to get through. I mean, I got the first one trapped, but it's like knocking over the second one and grabbing the berries. I just I was never on the right beat for it.
0: And that made me think that I was on the wrong track. So I tried a bunch of different things because every time I tried it, I wasn't getting the timing right. Mm -hmm. I think this is how it works, but doesn't seem to be working so i must be missing something i need to distract the mother pine cone in some other way mm, right but no not really <laughs> just faster
1: faster clicking but i do like how they trick you and well not not trick you but they use things in a different way so we know there's a rat what did the rat steal from us the rat stole something that we know that we're looking for a rat to trap we do get the mouse trap and so i'm thinking oh mouse trap rat this is how we catch the rat no it's not it's we use the rat trap to trap the acorn little little dude. Pine, so, pine Oh, acorn. Yeah, pine cone. <laughs> we use the, that to trap the pine cone guy. And actually, the rat... Oh, no, it's the comb. He's got the comb. Getting the comb back was so wholesome, that little picture. <laughs> I was just like, Fran... He's like, I'll give you back the comb if you brush my hair. Okay, and then you got this nice little picture of them together. It's really
0: cute. Uh, I really like those flash images. Those right. images of like her combing the hair... It is cute and it also tells you you did the right thing. Yes. And you can move on to the next puzzle. Yeah. So I really like that. I would like to see that used in more games, honestly. Positive feedback. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's useful, folks. From the pinecone people, though, we do get the, like you said, we get the berries, berries, keep the pig in place because it's his favorite food, chop him. Here's the rat. The rat tells us, oh, the rat had the brush, right? And through all of this, then. There's a special name for those fireflies, but I it's later in my notes. Oh, uh, they're called luciferns. That's it. You're basically going to get a door and you're going to have to use the door handle lock that you got from breaking into the ants house. Yes. You're going to have to glue it onto the door, put it onto the well that I is not really well and I've been waiting a long time <laughs> to use. But that's basically going to take us through into the next part. Which is chapter two, part two, double personality. Mm-hmm. We are going to be in a kitchen. We're going to wake up in what looks like a dog's bed. Yes. We have a hat on that looks like Mr. Midnight.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I like this chapter a lot. This is maybe one of my favorite bits of the game, actually. I like this. I like
0: this zone. Yeah. I suspected this would mm-hmm. be one of your favorites. What I didn't like about this one is the fact that the pill world only has one function. And I was a bit to take you down the well, isn't it? Yeah. I was a bit disappointed with that. And also there were times if you were on the upper level of the house and you took the pill, it would drop you in the well, and then you would if you clicked on the pill again, it would drop you back on the ground floor. Oh. Oh yeah, I see to what you mean. Yeah. Taking you back to the room you were in before. It's like a default kind of setting. There were some cool puzzles here though. There was the piece of paper that we had to type on. Oh, to change the ritual. Yeah. yeah. Because they will believe what they read. Yep. You have the mirror puzzle, which you had to get into by a slide puzzle with gears.
1: Thankfully, that wasn't too difficult because there was a lot of space to work with and only a few blocks that you needed in place. Otherwise, when I saw that, I was like,
0: (gasps) here we go. That was a stopping point for me because I tried moving things around and I just didn't find the exact right place to put the first gear. Okay. And then I thought, oh... Is this one of those things where I'm going to have to find a screwdriver to remove the middle bit that's in the way? Or am I going to have to find other gears elsewhere? Mm. Very point and click adventure game logic. Yeah. But no, everything is there. You just need to find the exact right starting point. And I apparently, when I had finished up the night before, that was not the place. Mm. (laughs) What I love about this one is the sheer amount of things you get to pick up, especially from the kitchen. Pick up. Salt and pepper, candles, that you're just picking up so much stuff. This is where you get the knife as well, I think, isn't it? Yeah. You're given the list of here's what you need to have. And the list, very cleverly, thankfully, will cross itself off yes. when you have the item in your inventory. That was a huge help. Because some things in the game, you go, is this the right one? I'm right. not sure. For example, you could have candles, but are these the right candles? (laughs) You know for sure. And I really appreciate that. The well itself was a little frustrating, but I liked it. I just didn't want it to be the only pill thing in the whole world, like this whole map. Again, two
1: ways to solve that puzzle as well. Um, Not really much of a puzzle, but there's two ways to get the note out of the bottle. You can cut the rope, which is what I did. That's not how you get the achievement.
0: No, no, that means I missed out on an achievement. uh,
1: And the same for the other one that we talked about earlier, where there's two solutions for for the guy. Drug the guy or spill the coffee on him. You don't get an achievement for spilling the coffee, because that's the easy way. You you have to drug him. In this one as well, cutting it with the knife is obvious. You don't get the achievement for that. You have to burn it with the match.
0: (laughs) Okay. I was irritated with the broom breaking on us, though. And then the broom the broken handle was not useful for anything yeah yeah i don't know how many times i tried to connect that handle to something yeah yeah and i'm not exactly sure why the frog would eat the bottle and then die without game logic yeah (laughs) that was very confusing to me but fine.
1: I, I don't know why baking soda would, would make a toad expand like that either. That
0: is super adventure game <laughs> logic though. Oh, it makes me shapeable, moldable. Yeah. Uh, no, it really doesn't work uh, that way. I'm pretty but, sure okay. you just go, pop. <laughs> I'm sure there are some very creepy things here for you to enjoy. The double-headed baby in the yeah, stroller that's... in the attic. That's a bit weird. Which, after a certain amount of puzzles get solved, that just gets replaced with a doll.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When you break into the mirror, there are the two skeletons as well as all the information about how the girls were sewn together just to see if they could be, I guess.
1: Yeah, part of some horrible experiment where Dr. Oswald, what's his name, Harrison, stitched them together. What's going on there? But I love this story of, of these twins because the twins is a real thing that just keeps on popping up over and over and over again in this game. The theme of twins comes up multiple times. But I like this story how Edward, because this is the first, no, it's not the first time we see Itward. We see Itward in the, in the institution for a brief bit, but we see him again here. He opens the window for us, doesn't he? So we can get outside to talk to the frog. And then we get to see his story where These poor girls had been stitched together. They didn't even like each other to begin with and now they're stuck together forever. He kind of gives them a chance to reconcile and this is their punishment, this place. And so they're here to prove that they can get along together. They're told a day will come when a black cat, the door to the well is open and this is your time. Unfortunately, haven't learned anything. And so the tables are turned and they get, (laughs) well, well, I mean, they get set free in a
0: sense. I suppose so. But I love the idea of (laughs) they gave you a list with things like a virgin's head and all this other stuff. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, how am I going to get that stuff? That's going to be very dark. And then you get the other recipe, which is for people who are trapped or something like that, to see the real truth. Mm -hmm. And these are things, (laughs) as soon as you have that list, oh, I have four of these things already. (laughs) So clearly this is the one I need to go for, which makes more sense. Yes. You set up the whole ritual. I like that. Here's a list of things you need to do. Follow the list. Follow the instructions. Mm-hmm. Set up the pentagram. Put the candles Candles at the corners. Light them. You know, do all of those things. And you have to make that sort of potion that you're going to splash on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that part a lot. At that point, I really thought the game was becoming its own thing and becoming really special the first level that hospital it felt a little awkward there were some things that weren't quite meshing this one felt like it was pretty solid all the way through except for you know the two very odd amphibian things (laughs) like a frog eating a bottle and dying and a toad being reshaped to be bigger
1: and then playing a game of frogger
0: Yes, but like the worst game of Frogger. The controls for this one are awful. I nearly skipped this one. Right. You don't have, in my opinion, nearly enough things floating by. You can't go backwards. You can't even choose if you're going left or right. Mm. You basically have to go forward. And the toad is constantly moving. Yeah. So if it's not exactly below the next thing you want to jump to, you're kind of out of luck. Mm-hmm. And you have to basically watch the pattern or keep trying, as it's I trial did.
1: trial and error, pretty much. Because there's some you... parts where it's like, oh, I can jump and get across, but then you're like, oh, I can't make it to the other side now. You have to go all the way to the right side, and then one will come in, and you jump on that one, then you can get across.
0: Yeah. It does try and trick you. Good idea, sort of poor execution. Mm-hmm. I think limited by the fact that it was point and click. Mm-hmm. And I think you need to be aware of that when you're making that. However, again, I think you could have skipped it if you really wanted to, but you'd miss out on that great achievement. (laughs) Oh, this is where,
1: this is an important part of the story though, because the, are we going to move on to the next
0: section? Well, just real briefly, let's not forget that this is also the scene where finally Mr. Midnight and Fran were reunited. So in the attic, after everything is done with the girls, this is where you get the cute image of them being reunited. They're now together and the cat does talk to her Mm -hmm. and so that's rather important because until then i wasn't really sure what was happening because we had seen the mechanical cat Mm -hmm. and i didn't know if that was her putting her kind of delusions onto this mechanical toy or if we actually would have a cat so i do think it's important like oh yeah the cat is as far as we know real and really talks to her but was locked in a cage and we had to get it frustratingly Oh, here's a key. Oh, it's not the right key. (laughs) And that's what they did a couple times in that that kind of puzzle house. But we are free. We got on the toad. We're out. But before we get on the toad,
1: Mm -hmm. a really important part is we get Leon's journal. Yes. Which is great for me because it's got tons of lore in it it's like yeah i get to read about all the stuff it's not really a game where they're like oh you go and figure it out it's like no here's a guy that was studying this 100 years ago whatever now well 50 years ago i guess in the in the game time there's five realms of reality he's detailed as much as he can about each one and it's great i love this journal and this this journal kind of forms pretty much the backbone of my theory for the end of the game so yeah i love this part it's a really important
0: and really important bit to get it explains a lot about what we've already seen yeah. and also some things we are yet to see. Mm-hmm. We get some names in here, like the shadow creatures are Kamalas. Right. This is where we learn that the lightning bugs are called Luciferns. Mm-hmm. We <laughs> learn about the five realms of existential existence. Yeah. So there's another E one in yeah. there to make it free. free. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was quite interesting to read through. I'm curious what you'll make of the missing pages at the back. Right. (laughs) But I think that that was good. We're going to cross the long, scary bridge. Remor destroys the bridge. We know it's Remor now because of Leon's journal. Mm -hmm. Both Fran and Midnight Fall. There's a cut scene. Cat's like, I got you. It's like, no, no, you're a cat. (laughs) You can't possibly hold me. But there's a cut scene where Aunt Grace uh, is leaving from the institution. We are now, for a brief time, Midnight. Mr. Midnight right now, the cat. Fran's clothes are strewn about. There's no Fran around until you click on the log and find out Fran has been turned into a log. Oh, we're we're a tree now. Not not
1: even a tree. Yeah, we're just a a log on the ground.
0: Well, the cat refers to as a tree. Uh. You're a tree! (laughs) There are two root vegetable people that float down in a boat. (laughs) And one keeps poking (laughs) Fran. However, once they've come down, now you can move on to the next green. You can grab the purse from a lily pad. Quick little puzzle here where there's a bridge you have to extend and then grab a crystal to block it from retracting again. Fran tells Mr. Midnight to show them the family photo. The poking vegetable basically drags Fran into the boat. The cat hops in and they all fly off. Chapter three, vegetative state. This is a wild level. This is some real Alice in Wonderland stuff, man. <laughs> You're going to start in what looks like a throne room. Zr, I think, is the king. He speaks human, mm-hmm. as he puts it, the universal language. Ride the one who is poking Fran before. Describe the photo. Yeah, he says, "I am the king of Ithursta." Yep, or Ithursta,
1: something like that. Ithursta. Mm.
0: Fran says she wants to go home, and he says, "That's fine, but I'm not sure I should let you." let me ask your cat's opinion. And he basically promises to lead them to the door, but Fran must walk through, which at the time I wasn't sure why that'd be a big deal. Of course, Fran would want to walk through. And of course I as the player want to walk through, but now having played the whole game and this whole level, I understand a bit more why that was going to be a major decision for Fran. Right.
1: Because this part here is just a giant quest, isn't it? There's so many things to do in this place. I mean, Before you get into the super quest,
0: we have to be taken up to... Oh, Palantris's little pond. Yeah, so he's going to fly us over and put us in the purest water, which is apparently pink. Yes. (laughs) Where we can get arms and legs, so at least we can walk around. So we are not just a tree, we now are wooden Fran, essentially, and can walk around. But then, yes, we're going to be thrown into a huge puzzle that deals no longer with pills, but with time.
1: Yeah, we've got time travel to use a library. We've got to reunite a couple of landmasses that got a divorce. We've got to get a grasshopper to dance. So much he passes out. The hardest games of knots and crosses I've ever played. There's just tons of stuff, and it's all just this giant fetch quest. Usually fetch quests are really boring, but this one is a lot of fun.
0: The idea that you don't actually have to wait for the seasons, you could just flip through them It's pretty great. I did at one point get a bit worried that we would be punished in some way for overusing it. Oh, okay. But then as some of the puzzles started to reveal themselves to me, I realized that can't be the case because I have to use it so much. Yeah. I thought, oh, maybe there's an achievement for fewer number of clicks, but I'm not going to worry about that. No, me neither. You've got the tic-tac-toe that was pretty tough, especially, let's be honest, he gets to start most of the time. (laughs) That snail gets to start most of the time, and that definitely does him to you a bit. You've got the kid singing the math puzzle that you're going to need for the library thing later. Mm -hmm. You've got the lemons that you need to get. I mean, basically, at its core, it is a fetch quest, like you said. We have to go to wintertime to talk to the wizard, who's very distracted because of a magician pulling a rabbit out of his hat. How does he do it? I must solve it. (laughs) And I'm so focused on this puzzle, you're going to have to do everything else on your own, sometimes to a really annoying level, but we'll get to that as we get to it. So yes, he's going to... Essentially, you're going to get that list. Here are all the things you need for the spell. And there's a riddle for each one. And I kind of assumed that there would be one to solve in each season. I don't think that that's necessarily the case, though. Because there's five, there's five items
1: to get, isn't there? I think there's only four things,
0: which is, is there what not maybe one for each, each
1: side of the pentagram is. There not one thing? No,
0: because there's thing? only four. There's only four places. Oh, is there only four spots on it? Ah, oh, okay. Because it's not even at the corners. There are some that are inside the triangle. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah, it's like a feather. So let's go through though. So. The top we need to do, because we need to get the wizard's hat back before he can do anything. That's right. And the mountain will be cold without the hat and without its wife. So yeah, so we have to go back to this island, talk to that, which I'm pretty sure she wasn't there before. She wasn't, because I went past it that first time, and I was like, why is
1: this even here? It's like, we're coming back here later, for sure. 100%. They wouldn't just include this for nothing.
0: No. You have to go there to get Fran's clothes, but... Yes.
1: But this middle section where you pass the islands, like there this, has doesn't to need be to be something. here.
0: Yeah. So that's pretty easy. Get her to come back. Yeah. And then that's when the wizard will give you the list. There are a few things in here. One is clearly a fish, and I forget how you end up getting the actual pole for the fishing pole. But I think you just break a.
1: Oh no! Do you not steal it? Do you not steal a fishing pole from some guy? To just change season. I see a guy fishing with it off the dock. I think
0: you just change the season. He's not there. Or you grab oh, and it. it's just sitting there. I think so. That would make sense. But then you need to get fishing line, which you can get from the fabric sales. Yep. Vegetable. Fabric <laughs> <laughs> <And> sales <laughs> vegetable. How much do you want for it? Because I can get as many gold coins as <laughs> exactly. I want from Tic-Tac-Toe. Oh, I've never sold anything before. Uh, just take it. Hmm. You can get the hook then from the blacksmith, who I talked to more than anyone else, because I was expecting to use him more than once. Yeah. And we didn't. Mm. So basically then you can fish in the lake. Not in the sea, which I tried. Right. (laughs) No, you have to fish in the lake where you can see the actual fish. Where you see the fish, yeah. Makes sense. So you can put that on there. I think after you solve the mountain puzzle, that's also where Palantrus comes down all dark and leaves the feather behind. So you get that feather. There is the lemon that you need. Mm -hmm. And for that, you have to switch time, cut a hole in the basket, so it's going to drop exactly one lemon only. Yeah, never again.
1: Even though it's got a hole in it, from now on, it never drops another lemon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What was the fourth thing? What did we need the shoes for? We needed the shoes... For the wizard himself, I think. Was it his his shoes? Mm. Yeah, which that one was very annoying to me. I couldn't get that puzzle to work. Get a ticket to get inside. Oh, I can't give you my ticket because it's my ticket. Mm. Just give me the ticket. You want your shoes? Let me go get your shoes. And that just irritated me. Fine, though, I'll go and find... The hole in the club so that I can get in. Don't you just draw on the ticket and then just show them that? You have to see a real ticket first, though. Ah, so you still got to use that hole. As far as I know, you still have to see it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you could have done it without even looking. What I did was I went in with Mr. Midnight. Mm -hmm. You have to, I think, swap seasons because at first the character is using the ticket as a coaster. That's right, Yeah and you have to wait for that, that bug to fall asleep so that you can then take the the ticket coaster away. The guard won't let you in, or the bouncer won't let you in, so you have to then sort of copy it but say, this is Fran's ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He goes, well, this doesn't look official, but okay. Yeah, Go in. It,
1: it's your ticket.
0: Go on. You do get an achievement if you return the ticket to the original owner. Sorry I stole this from you, but here, have it back. Here is a puzzle where I definitely needed... walkthrough and I needed it sort of two times for the same puzzle. As Fran, if you just slowly click through one at a time, when you get to spring, I think it just disappears. Mm -hmm. Whereas Mr. Midnight went in and it was empty Mm -hmm. because he can go through the little hole, but you can't make him go back through anymore once you've gone in as Fran. Right. So what the walkthrough said was double click so that you sort of skip over winter. Oh, okay. Where it disappears And then you'll be inside. Because the thing is, in spring, it's boarded up. Mm -hmm. So you can't get inside. And winter, it's just the whole building is gone. Yeah, that's right. So if you double-click it, you are inside the building still when it's empty. And so now you can actually get in and mess with the piano that I've been trying to for ages.
1: Oh, okay. I don't know how I did it. Definitely didn't do that. Was there another one? Or or maybe I did. I don't remember exactly. But I remember doing this puzzle over and over again because I was setting that metronome... I mean, I knew exactly what I had to do. Make it fast. Make it fast. But I noticed that I would set it to the highest level and then it would be, you know, ticking away. And then I'd close it up and then I'd change the season and then the guy would come out and dance. But it would never be fast enough. I'd be like, didn't I? And then when I would change the season back and go back to it, it would all be reset. I found that too. And I reset it maybe 10 times before I got it. I just, I must have done it. and I, I just wasn't doing something in the right order or I hadn't, it was, maybe it was the wrong season when I was fixing it, tampering with it. I don't know.
0: My suspicion is this. My suspicion is that you needed to double click again. Okay. Because in the summer scene of the bar, the little bug with, like, there's the one with the trumpet and the other one, the other one is fixing it to make sure it's okay. That's right, you do. So I think you have to double click so that it doesn't have time to fix it. That's right. And that took me a while as well. And also a little problem with the setup of the game where I set the metronome faster, but if I go back in and check it, it's reset again. Yeah. yeah, That should not happen. Yeah, If I've changed it, it should stay changed. And I thought I was missing something, that I needed something to lock it in place. Mm-hmm. So I wasted a lot of time wandering around looking for something else that didn't exist. So this is definitely one where I think it could have been done a bit better. We could have been informed a bit better. Sure. I like the idea of the puzzle. But how would I ever know I could double click on the time? That just doesn't seem intuitive. Yeah. And the metronome needs to stay in place if I double check. Because <laughs> if I look at it and it resets, then I assume it's resetting every time I'm not looking at it. Yeah. There is the library part, cool puzzle, where you have to figure out the numbers based on their system, put them in the order according to the kid's song, but... It's pretty easy once you have done these kind of puzzles <laughs> enough times. One plus one is two, and one plus two is three. Yeah, okay, I get how this is going to work. Right. We just need to add the previous two numbers to get the new number. No problem.
1: Ah, oh, is that how you solve this puzzle? I yeah. just went with the that. I just thought it was like the Fibonacci sequence, like like just that, uh, like the last one plus the current one. I don't remember even listening to that song, to be honest.
0: <laughs> well, it wasn't a song that you actually heard music to. Just some
1: kid like speech bubble or something like that? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, I don't remember that part. Maybe, maybe I did hear it or, or
0: read that, but... It was the same screen as the Tic-Tac-Toe. Ah. Uh, Just above it, there's a second fruit seller who's like a little kid. Uh, oh, I learned this song in right. school. And so he sings that. In the library, there's an annoying mayfly or something that refuses give me, give to me give a <laughs> Refuses to give me a ladder. You can't take the ladder from the lemon tree either. No. So you basically just have to skip to a time where it's not there, so yeah. you can move the ladder. It's basically again, our friend Itward, right? Mm-hmm. Who pops out with the book for yes. the wizard. Once we have all the items that we need, and we've Place them. We are going to head back to the king's throne. And probably something that we should say is that throughout this map, throughout this chapter, there are just times where the demons are messing with our head. Mm-hmm. Look what you did to those sisters. Oh, I didn't mean to. Or just threatening. When we get here to the king's throne, it is now bloody. It's made of arms with no flesh. There's a woman who looks somewhat like Fran sitting on the throne. Yeah. And the woman is crying tears of blood. She holds a knife and the cat. Everything is fine, she says. She claims to be Fran and that Mr. Midnight is a traitor. She stabs the cat. Fran cries. And then the king returns as the world returns to quote unquote normal. He comforts Fran. The king and the wizard both offer to let her stay. And this is where I start to realize, oh, this is why her having to step through is going to be an issue. She actually likes it here. Yeah. This place feels mostly safe, and she has people who care about her.
1: Yeah. When they're saying, okay, it's time to go, I'm like, no, no, I don't want to (laughs) go. Let's just
0: stay here forever. There's a very simple door puzzle here where you have to build a pentagram. took me a minute just because I didn't understand what was happening. I thought it was an order of operations thing. Oh, I must do these in the right order. No, you just have to do them one at a time. Yeah. Whichever line connects, you have to use that one is the next one. So it is, I guess, order of operations. But the most basic one, really, of all really time. simple yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> you get a puzzle box that Palantras apparently gave to the king for Fran just before you get into the next side-scrolling jumping troll chase. Which
1: that jump is lame as well. It's so it's like so weak. You got to jump the last second to clear those holes
0: or to make it up onto on top of the rocks. I had a lot of trouble with this one, but I need, I did make it through, but yeah, that jumping is, it just doesn't feel right. No. Chapter four, part one, my imaginary friend. We're going to follow some pills being pulled on a string. There's are so obviously being pulled on a string. Get trapped in a net, cut yourself out with a knife. The skeleton man, who we are going to learn is it word. He's got a cool top hat. He appears and says he is Fran's friend, which at this point I was not sure. I'm no, not sure reside. I trusted anyone. <laughs> he says that uh, she could imagine him because he already existed. And that when she was younger, he used to tell her stories. Edward shows a flying machine, which just looks like a box. Yeah. <laughs> a big metal box with lots of things happening. It will work when it's exactly 2.35, <laughs> because that's when time slows down. He needs fire berries and water to get the machine working. Mm-hmm. He's going to give her back her pills. So now we have pills again. We're going to see, after we take a pill, like Fran's body being eaten by one of the Kamalas. Great, yeah. thanks. There's a home sign that after we read the pills, it's going to change to hell. <laughs> There's a moose-like carcass with a deedle worm inside who speaks to us. We can basically use it to climb up and down. Mm-hmm. We need to... Talk to a Lucifer and to basically get it to help us get water. We're going to use the water on the fire berries so that we don't burn ourselves. Cut the branch off, I think, with the knife. And now we can get into the machine. There's a fun little mini game here you can play and get an achievement for, which is sort of like Space Invaders. Did you play that yeah. one? Yeah. You also have a chemistry room, which I didn't like it.
1: That was the hardest puzzle in this part for me, and only because I was missing a bit of tubing.
0: <laughs> me
1: too. Was it the big green octopus thing? Yeah, yeah, that like one. I don't know how
0: I often I while. walked everywhere. Right, right past it. It's right there in the same room. <laughs> I think you do have to take the pills to see it. Oh, maybe you do. Maybe you do. But even still, I definitely tried that a few times. Yep. I think having the poster on the wall rather than something we could put in our inventory was a bit of an issue because it's extra clicks to get out and back in again. They didn't do that before and they don't do it later. So I'm not sure why this one time they chose to, it has to stay on the wall. No idea. Did you get the achievement for marking the ingredient, the fireberries off on the I think checklist? I did, yeah. I would have missed that without the walkthrough. I needed the walkthrough because I couldn't find that tubing. (laughs) And I thought I was missing something. The diagram is very confusing. Mm -hmm. Am I doing something wrong? Is there a trick to it? Am I not putting the stuff, like as far as the chemicals, am I not putting those in the right spaces? How do I get it into the bottom? How do I get into the final one? With that bit of tubing. Yeah. (laughs) That's how you do it. Yeah. Once I had that, it was fine. Yeah. The order of operations instructions for the warming up the water and filling in the water, that was fine. I had Mm. no problem with that. Yeah, that took me far longer than it should have because I just didn't see that hose. When you finish that, Edward says, oh, there's a rabbit that scares me. And you go in and it's just a stuffed rabbit. And then you get locked in. Yes. which does not feel great. And I was like, yeah, damn it, Edward. I trusted you. Though I'm assuming by this point you had, with the pills, seen the sisters who gave you the key and then you watched the shadow puppet show of their life. I'm not sure we really needed it because I understood what happened the first time, Mm -hmm. but it was an interesting visual thing to see. Yeah. I think I just would have liked it to have been a different story at this point because I already saw that one in chapter two. Right. This was a confusing puzzle, getting out of this room.
1: Oh yeah, because you've got to push those buttons and you have to have one them held down or like have like a, a lever touching it or something. I don't remember exactly, but it was basically to raise the elevator, wasn't it?
0: The trick is, at least for me, the tricky part that I couldn't figure out was that I just needed to be faster to grab that battery. I would push the button, the battery would come out, and then by the time I'd get over there, it'd be back down. Mm-hmm. You just have to hit the button and immediately hit over to the battery, and that will get you out. On the rooftop, there is a water tea kettle spout. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) I don't know what that is for. I think Fran said, oh, we should be careful with this. It could be dangerous. (laughs) Okay, I guess.
1: If it sprays hot tea everywhere, then yeah, yeah, it could be dangerous.
0: Quite possibly. There is, though, a lock up here. Yeah. And this was a little bit tricky. I had to go back and forth a couple times. I think part of my problem was I got the cards out of order. I remember where all the cards are. No, I had two and five backwards. This combination lock where it's left so many times, right so many times.
1: And it's not marked either. There's no numbers on it.
0: So it's it's even trickier because you have to listen for the clicks, kind of. Well, you can just count the number of times you click the button but they're not always right, left, right, left. I think it's right, right, left, right, left. So Mm -hmm. it's very awkward to have it where you're hitting the same one twice. Mm -hmm. It just didn't feel right. I'm just glad I didn't way overcook this one because I could have. Did you feed the rabbit three times? Yeah, but only because the walkthrough. (laughs) I, I saw that when I was looking for something else. I think this is the one another one where i kind of looked at it and went that doesn't look right let me check i've already got it open let me go check and no it's right Just <laughs> stop overthinking it stop overthinking it yeah because i didn't understand i was trying to feed the rabbit mm-hmm. and then i didn't understand why it mattered why am i feeding the rabbit what is the point of it oh because there's a card behind it yeah but i didn't realize that for a while <laughs> Thought I was supposed to try to attack it, <laughs> try to get on top of it. There are all sorts of other things I was trying to do. It was way overthinking that part. Yeah. When we climb down, we see it's a birthday party for Fran. Surprise! Yeah. There's stuffed animals all around to make it feel, I guess, less lonely. Yeah. You're going to get a cat doll for a present, which we'll need later. Itward explains that the pills allow. Fran to see what, like ultimate reality or alternate reality? Ultra reality, yeah, that's what it's mm-hmm. called, yeah. You blow out the candles, the screen goes black, alarm lights, flash, danger, there's a Kamala here. So again, we have to find it, keep attacking it with water. This is where we get to use the tea kettle yeah. shooter upstairs. We have to hit it, I think, three times, but it's too late and the ship is going to go crashing down. We get a black and white cut scene with the crash. I think it says the end, and it was just a story that Edward is telling Fran, but then we're going to cut to chapter four, part two, doctor's prescription. Mm. Fran wakes in a ward, a deer is there and a broken bike, the cat says that they are near town, he can smell it, Fran can't see Itward, and the pills are gone. Apparently, we've used all the pills. Aunt Grace's house is on Hayes Street and locked. Fran is going to find out that the hidden key is gone. And there's some note from herself there like saying, oh, sorry, I took the key. The doctor is going to arrive, says, oh, actually, your cat is dead, but you better come with me. There's a lot of weird stuff that happens around the cat that I'm not quite sure I understand. Maybe your theory will help me out later. But Dr. Dearn says he was fired for knowing too much. And he shows letters and a newspaper article. Fran is... Apparently dead, she froze to death in the woods. Right. Parents were perfectly sliced up, as we've seen before. Like into steaks. Yeah. He also says the duotine pills were switched. That's why we are seeing the other kind of realities, which we already knew. But as he says that friend can hear his thoughts about his father hurting him with a knife, she brings it up. He goes, how did you know that? So it starts to connect she can see things that are different, and she's possibly jumping between these worlds. You're going to go to the cemetery <laughs> to dig up her parents, I guess. They I need the
1: proof, yeah.
0: They died in July of 1944. Take the crowbar from the car. I used it to try to open the door in the cemetery because we we're looking for shovels. A pinecone man pops out, yeah, says, Well, we need. Leather for a mating ritual. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so go back to the car, cut a piece of the... Seat. N- not even leather. She's like, whoa, this is not really leather, but it might work. <laughs> cut part of the seat up, take that back, and the pine cones take off for their ritual, I guess. The but they do they do open the door, and there's no shovel inside. Right. What was the point of that? (laughs) Get back and the doctor says, oh, I've found two shovels. Here we go. Yeah. So you dig up. The parents are both there. Mm Mm-hmm. But in Fran's place is a cat. Yeah. The doctor agrees to take Fran home. Yeah, this is all weird. But he never makes it to the car because Remor is going to kill him. Yes. On the way to the car. Or at least just make him vanish. Chapter five, the House of Madness. And you're right. He might just vanish because we do see him later, but it depends on... I guess, what reality we're in. Yeah. Fran is going to wake in a bedroom, but she's chained to the bed. Aunt Grace is there. Grace says, the cat killed Fran's parents and ran away. Yes. (laughs) Fran is going to enter another reality mentally and ask the Fran in that reality to help out. And she says, okay, that's fine. I've got lots of keys. I collect keys. So (laughs) we'll help Fran to get out also gives her a paper that her palantros said you have to give this to the other friend when you see her which will help us to open up the puzzle box that we got before right which is a series of push the ears and the eyes in different ways to get it to open inside is a cat shaped key and instructions from cogwind the clockmaker for making this alarm clock
1: oh that's right yeah
0: another list of things to find and that get checked off as we find them If you look outside the window, there's a Kamala eating a tree, and so we're going to have to help it later. There's a dollhouse in here where you have to move some stuff around. You're going to find there's a key hidden behind wallpaper, Mm -hmm. which I guess maybe you weren't supposed to find yet because there's a hint later for it, (laughs) but I found it here. If you open the cat doll, there's a spot on his stomach you can open. There's a lock, and so you can use the cat-shaped key to open that up. A lot of fun stuff in this level. This is a cool level. This is like some kind
1: of weird escher type level where everything's just floating around and impossible kind of uh, geometry and stuff like that. It's cool.
0: You're going to get into the room with Okuna, I think it is. The giant eye that sees everything. It's one of my
1: favorite characters in this level. I really like this guy.
0: (laughs) You can steal one of the light bulbs. I don't know why you would turn the lights on and off. Did you figure a reason why? I
1: think it's just to show you that there's lights that you can in- interact with, I suppose. It's just part of...
0: It does say on the list, a working light bulb. Yeah. So I guess this proves it works. Yeah. You're going to climb into a painting from here with stairs that takes you to this weird, it's just two things that are floating and from here, it's a monkey music machine that you need mm. a button to put in, which you're going to have to get from cutting a button off of one of your dresses in the closet. That's right. That's right. Which mm. took me a while to figure out, which I don't know why. Because when you get to that, I looked at everything in that room, and it says, oh, this is my dress with a big button on
1: it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be back for you later.
0: <laughs> I could have just taken it then. I didn't mm. think about it. But you're going to do that to get pliers. Right. Not the key that it promises, but you will get the key using the pliers. And you also have to take the electrical cord because you need a black wire. You're going to get into another room, at least I did. I think this was the wallpaper key, Mm -hmm. was to get into this one. There's a skeleton, well, a couple skeletons on on the wall. Or not skeletons, just the skulls. Skulls, yeah, that's right. Are mounted on the wall. And one has reinforced teeth. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't just open it and take out the key. That's what you need the pliers for.
1: Yeah, that part was uncomfortable. Poor, poor skull, just doing his job. Frambo comes in and rips his teeth out. And he bleeds as well. He's already a skeleton, but he still bleeds.
0: <laughs> you get further into this room. And this is where you see the skinless boy with his heart beating. In the bathtub. Where you can fill a bottle with water Mm -hmm. and you can ask to borrow his soap. Yes. Because you need that. It's on the list. Don't know why you need soap for an alarm clock, but you do in this game. You can also fill up balloons that you found earlier with water so that you can take and save the tree who will give you a stick. Mm -hmm. Which you will need because uh, there's another room where basically... I think it's the room with the big cat where you hop up the elevator. There's another lucifer. Yeah. You need to brush that one's hair again, I think. Yeah. And then use the stick to reach the key and that will get you into wherever else you need to go. Another door. I think that's the key to Mother Mabuka's room. I'm pretty sure it is. I think it is. Because in the cat room, you basically take all the things you've put together, put it inside of the giant cat and out pops the alarm clock that you need. Yep. You get into the final room that's bleeding and upside down. Mm-hmm. And this is her room, yes, the mother's room. You use the alarm to wake her up. Fran says, oh, your son Remor has my cat, and I don't know what he's up to. The mother asks, did you eat the red beans? That's apparently part of Remor's style. Mm-hmm. Remor, Prince of Darkness. Yes. And she said, well, I ate those pills, and I guess they were bean-shaped, maybe? And that means that her power is unlocked. She is Fran, I should say. Specifically, Fran is the Keeper of the Key. So, Mabuka cries blood and opens her heart literally to Fran. You can climb down the ladder. Complete with ladder to heart. Yeah. <laughs> and in the heart is a doctor's office and waiting room. Brilliant. just reference right here. <laughs> you get to pull a number. Yours is seven. Yep. I don't know why it's seven because there's only three people in the waiting room. Maybe it's one in reservation. <laughs> Maybe there's a sort of elephant man with three eyes, a person with a like a goat skull and a hairy body, and then there's a little red demon with a broken horn. Oh, there's also the um, imp of flesh with kind of a brown mask, like mm-hmm. brain, like there's brains, I think. Yeah, it's like ugh. anyway. <laughs> ugh. Patient 2 says that they will change tickets with us if we can find the solution to his problem. So we have to go back, visit the big guy. Mm. I like this part. I see everything. Okay, well, tell me what his problem is. We are told, oh, well, if you fill a bottle with tears and he drinks it, that'll be fine. Right, uh, yeah. So that's basically what happens. But the number is not enough. We have to call for an appointment. <laughs> so we have to go back to the phone. This was a step too far. <laughs> I think this sounded funny, mm-hmm. but it's not when you have to live through it and go back. through. <laughs> like, you already made me go once. And the first time was clever. This time, it's just bureaucracy. I don't like it. It's mm-hmm. boring. On the way to the doctor's office, we're going to meet Remor, Prince of Darkness, the terrible black, all these nicknames that he yeah. has or titles. He loves her pain, shows Fran killing her parents. In the doctor's office, Dr. Dearn is strapped to an electric chair and there's a kitty in the cage, but it doesn't really talk to her. It only makes cat sounds now. Mm-hmm. You can wake Dr. Dearn. Okay, I avoided the electric switch. Uh,
1: did I throw it? I don't think it does anything. I, I'm not sure. I don't remember.
0: You get an achievement if you do it three times, apparently.
1: Yeah, a lot of that in this game, isn't it? Three, <laughs> three times, three times, three times.
0: I didn't. I think I just went straight and shot him up with all that. I did as well. Red <laughs> goop. Which didn't really feel much better, but I thought... If I've been taking it and survived, then he should too. But it was an awful lot. It was a big syringe. (laughs) Grace and Dr. Oswald Harrison, the old man from the painting in the asylum, one that we've heard about before, he's going to appear in his wheelchair. Grace offers to get rid of Fran. Thanks, Aunt Grace. Mm -hmm. We find out that Grace and Lucia, Fran's mother, were twins and they were in his study. He knows about and respects Remar. Remar used Fran to kill her parents. So apparently the images we saw of her cutting them up were real. They had to be gotten rid of. They're in the way of my great work, Oswald says. Grace drops the cat into the abyss. We are told Lucia wanted to stop the experiments that would make Fran strong. Fran, in tears and anger, topples Grace and starts choking her. Mm -hmm. Oswald will roll in and shoots Fran. Straight through the chest. Well, of course, because he still wants her brain. There's still time to save that. Itward appears and uses telekinesis to throw Oswald and Grace into the abyss. Palantras arrives with Mr. Midnight. Palantras calls on Mother Mabuka to heal Fran. Fran wants Dr. Dean with her, but apparently that can't happen. Palantras says they can make it seem all like a dream for him, though. Like, he can't come with us, but we can make it all seem like it was just a dream for him. And then the end scene of them flying off.
1: credits happy
0: ending yeah sort of so (laughs) well that leads into you and i suppose your theory i don't have a lot here because my tendency is always to want to believe what i'm seeing i don't want to believe that this is a dream or this is just part of her insanity though i think that obviously it could fit very easily into this it leads to nothing though if we're given a happy ending, and we don't see what actually happens to Fran. Right. And I kind of think they want us to have the happy ending. There are some other movies that I'd reference here, but by referencing them, I'd probably be giving away I a lot of what the you, ending. I think
1: you know which one, at least, at least yeah, one of
0: them. I'm sure you do. I like it. I like the story. I like the way that it works. I like the art. Sometimes Fran looks annoyed when I think she should look scared. But again, I think part of that is very indie game. And I'm going to totally cut them a lot of slack on those kind of things. A few puzzles that irritated me. I'll cut them some slack because if I play it again, I think I won't have the same problem that I did this time. And there was enough clever in there, enough fun in there that I really enjoyed it. I actually think that this is one I would recommend people at full price, but I would, you know, say that it often does go on sale at the sale times. But I think it's worth it. I, I think that even in its day, when it first came out, I think... They had all that stuff going. So would you be quite interested just to jump into Little Misfortune then?
1: Would you trust it enough to get the next game?
0: I think so. I've already, I think, wishlisted that one. The trailer alone intrigued me. Mm. I didn't know that these were the same developer or anything of that kind. And also, I was here at one point when Chloe was playing. I I could hear some of the narration going on, Right, and it made me laugh. And so that already led me into, yeah, I definitely want to play that at some point. Is it also point and quick?
1: Yep, same. More or less the same kind of game. And even weirder is there's some crossovers into Franbo's kind of world, so you get to see some of the same characters and stuff. It's quite cool. But I was torn at the end of this because, of course, my brain goes into overdrive and I'm thinking, so is Fran just a murderer? You know, did she just murder her parents? And I was torn, but I decided I don't really like sitting on the fence. So I I got off the fence because I wanted to believe in the whole magical world. Uh, You know, like I really did. When she was in Ithirsta, I was like, don't leave. This is perfect. Just stay here forever. The whole thing is colorful, even though it's very dark at some points. There's lots of deep history. There's characters. There's this whole universe that's been built up. And it's, it's so compelling that I want to believe in this Alice in Wonderland dream world kind of thing as a real place. But even with Alice in Wonderland, that was all a dream as well. And I don't want to believe that cute little frambo is a psychopath and that she murdered her parents and her cat, right? She blamed the murder of her parents on her cat, which is the whole reason why the cat is being called a traitor over and over again. Aunt Grace is Franbeau's mother's sister. They were also twins. So I can get I understand Grace's resentment towards Frambo because it's essentially she murdered her twin sister. Yeah, so it's like, if I wanted to believe all that's true, then surely, like, the dark-hearted murderer with a mental problem is really dark. But that's the easiest solution to the whole thing. She's a killer. She made all this up. She's lost in her own kind of duotine-filled hallucinations, chained to a bed in an asylum. That's what I think. Some of the bits... And then I'm going to go out on a limb. (laughs) Some of the bits in here are interesting. Okay, so we've got Prime Eve, which is the light beings, right? okay that's where the valokas live or whatever they're called the beings of light are wearing the masks right you got a star, which is the second reality where you can mess with time everyone's magical bugs talking plants that kind of stuff pandora is our reality and it says specifically in the journal this is where the other realms came from i.e. fran made them up i think sinercity is death that's where Itward is from i love how they say that's where vibration ends that's a cool way to look at death is where you just stop vibrating this is the weird one though that really made me think Apollo is mother Mabuka's realm. Why do they choose the name Apollo? Because Apollo is the opposite of darkness. The the god Apollo is the god of the sun, right? He's the god of light. This is pure darkness. And so Apollo is the god of light and the god of healing. And so this is why I said earlier I was kind of it's a bit a little bit of a joke but I'm saying that remore is actually the hero of this he's the one that's trying to keep frambo in here because he's like if you get out of this mental asylum i'm gonna hunt you down because he knows that she's an evil person this is kind of like a what do you call it like a a self-destruct button that's built into her mind i think also i'm gonna go even one step further and you're gonna say well that's too much darren but going back to apollo apollo also had a twin sister and again the symbology of twins and duality in this game is runs through the whole thing So Artemis is Apollo's sister. She represents the moon and darkness. And then what's Apollo's weapon? A bow. (laughs) (laughs) A fan bow. (laughs) And even throughout the game, when I was first playing, I didn't, I, I came up with all this nonsense at the end, but even when I was playing it, I was thinking, is this like a metaphor for therapy? Because it feels like. When she gets to Aethyrsta, it's like the drugs are starting to work. If That's what it felt like to me. It's like this is therapy starting to work and then it all kind of unravels and it, it doesn't work in the end. And that's where we get a bum ending where everyone dies and it's all blackness and stuff. But then we do get the happy ending of her flying away. I think that's just her. She's just lost the plot by that point. Even her stay in Aethyrsta still manages to attract that darkness. I imagine that's her guilt. That's her mind telling herself to kill herself Like just jump off, don't go through the door, just jump to your death. She sees herself murdering her cat and the weird thing is that I think that the cat is the only one that she actually feels remorse for, not her parents. And Fran throughout the game shows really no remorse for anything. She doesn't hesitate to cut that pig beetle in half, she doesn't hesitate pulling the teeth out of that skull, she doesn't hesitate at murdering anything that gets in her way or messing with anything that gets in her way for the entire game, but it's all cute and nice. (laughs) <laughs> you don't really think about it it's like you just did a horrible thing there but we as a player brush it off because it's part of a game i think that's part of the game's kind of genius is that we're along for this ride and we're on fran's side but by the end of it i was like no i'm not gonna have the wool pulled over my eyes fran is evil and that's what i'm taking away from it she's terrible and remore is actually the hero of the game trying to keep her away from people and safe and locked in her own mind it's
0: very interesting i think that you have a lot there am not sure i agree with the bow? <laughs> yeah, maybe a bit far. <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe they are going that far. I love the happy ending.
1: I do love the happy ending as well. And
0: I'm just going to keep the happy ending. <laughs> but by all means, take that. I think that that adds a lot more to the story and the lore of the game. And maybe I will lean more your way after I've also played Miss Fortune.
1: Yeah, I've yet to play it as well because my daughter played Alan I only glanced over her shoulder... Uh, to see how it was going. But it does look uh, like a lot of fun, so I'd I'll, I'll like to play that one too. Gaps for all the more Gaps Created.